Ready to roll, ready to roll, ready to roll. Only Stu Podcast numero 27. We have 26 in the can. This will be number 27, and this will be a full-packed podcast because the next podcast we will have will be on June 20th. Please note, June 20th, we're back with a live podcast, but we're going to rock and roll today, and we're going to cover so many fucking subjects. So sit down, stand up, relax, smoke a fatty, roll a blunt, have a couple of beers, enjoy your vodka or your champagne or whatever makes you happy, and let's fucking rock and roll, talk about life, put a fucking smile on your face, make your brain sizzle, say, I can't believe Stu said that, I can't believe Stu did that, I can't believe the story just said, and here we fucking go. Alex, how you doing? Doing good, doing good, ready to roll. Ready to roll, ready to roll, ready to fucking roll. Now, so many things to cover here, but I'm going to go directly at it right now. Let's let's cover my health first, where physically, emotionally, spiritually, and mentally, I honestly can say I have never been in a better place in my life, Alex. I'm talking never, ever, ever with struggling on so many fronts with all the pressure in the world on my shoulder where every single second is filled up with people tonguing at me and pulling at me and I got to do this for this one and need this for this one and very busy right now with the NBA championship upcoming and the Stanley Cup upcoming and Major League Baseball in full swing. I feel peace and serenity specifically because I have over 30 days of clean food. Now, let's go specifically, Alex. I want to tell you exactly what clean food means. That means zero sugar, zero carbohydrates, three cups of coffee a day, down from 12, extreme exercise, and it's four straight weeks of weight loss. Now, my weight loss on weigh-in Monday was 186 And for people that don't know me, my low in the last, let's say, 15 years is 174. Uh, My high is 262. So 186.6 is a real rock solid number. I have two phases here. Phase one, I want to get to 168. And phase two will be 158. Now, The way I have been successful with no marijuana, no sugar, no carbs, limited food, extreme exercise. Now, when I'm talking extreme exercise, let's go through last week. Three 10.8s and a 5.4. So you're talking, I was on the road, walking fast, jogging slow, jogging fast, and then sprinting, trying to put in at least least two miles of sub nine-minute miles and then the rest are like 11, 12-minute miles. Then I would stop. I would uh, stretch out fully. And then I would continue at a fast walk at about a 16, 17-minute pace, a slow jog at like a 15-minute, 14-minute pace. And I combined that for 10.8 and 5.4. And then I put weights into my program where um, my, my kids that work out, they call it the stew workout. But in reality, it's the Steve Mahalik workout that he taught me with free weights and our Gravitron and just some bench press. 
and it is not a long workout on the weights. 20 to 30 minutes. That's it. 30 minutes is max, 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 because you want to do intense repetitions, extreme ton of repetitions, and you want to do lightweights. You don't need heavyweights. That's a fucking jerk off. Unless you're actually training for a UFC fight, an MMA fight, or you're doing something specifically where you need training. If you're bodybuilding, you what these jerk-offs in the gym that work out for an hour and a half to two hours doing extreme heavy weights, that's fucking bullshit. You could do the exact same results and have the exact same results bodybuilding, uh, tightening your core, tightening your traps, tightening your biceps and triceps and back and legs with 20 to 30 minutes, three, four times a week. And as God is my witness, I don't give a fuck if you don't believe me. This is a fact. I was taught this from Mr. America, Mr. Universe, Steve Mahalik. And that's the fucking bottom line. But how long have you had biceps for? Like, wait, when was the first like rock solid buy you've had? Um, my father bought me the sand weights and a bench in January of seventh grade because we used to buy the bodybuilding magazines. And we used to look at all the pictures in there. And then for my birthday, he bought me the weights. So I would say I have had biceps since February of seventh grade, since I'm 14. So you've had like these biceps? Yes. No, I mean, just incredible biceps. Absolutely. Incredible. And I've always had biceps and tries. I've always had a very strong core because I wrestled. And anybody knows anything about, I play baseball, I wrestled. And those are my only two sports. I could never play football because I could never make weight for the football team until ninth grade. Because the, the midget football, you had to make weight. And I was like 30 when pounds overweight. You were overweight. Always over. I never could make weight. Never. Oh, I didn't you make... Were, you were a big... I got it. You were yeah, big. Yeah. I could never make weight. It wasn't even close. I was like 25 pounds over the weight. Let's say the weight was like 130. I was, you know, I was way over. So yeah, I've had biceps since then. And I was always enamored with bodybuilders. You know, body... I well, love... I'm just saying that because at 14, you've had these biceps. And I'm going to be honest, you... Even when you were obese and not working out for years on end, the buys never went away. No, buys and tries never it's went away. insane. And my core and my, you know, my stomach muscles and my, my uh, lungs, my lung capacity still, my lung capacity. You know, I would say for a, almost a decade, I ran 10 miles in 70 minutes. And then I would come down and do 20 minutes worth of intense five to 500 to 1,000 reps of very light weights right in a row, aerobic. And that's all you need. That's all you need. And, you know, by me working out, like, the key is this, folks. When you work out when you're young and you consistently work out, the benefits last you forever, 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 forever. So I'm 62, but I have the, the muscle capacity and the bodybuilding capacity. And even when I'm obese with stretched skin, you could see my fucking, I almost have an eight pack. I have an easy six pack, but really if I take the stretch skin at the bottom and I, and like fold it down, I have a fucking eight pack. I have an eight pack and my buys are incredible. My tries are incredible. My traps are incredible and my back's incredible, you know? And again, it was because of what Steve Mahalik taught me. He said, if you're watching TV, bang out 500 pushups, bang out 500 sit-ups, you know, do core. Okay. Do planks in my <clears throat> excuse me, in my day, I could do planks for 30 fucking minutes, 30 minutes like it's butter, 
like it's fucking butter. And I did that for well over a decade. So now at 62, when I get clean and I get abstinent and I eat perfectly and I exercise perfectly, the results are incredible. But it is because A, I was taught by a world champion. You know, how many people could ever say they were trained by Mr. America, Mr. Universe? You know, how many? Not many. Zero. Nada. You know, came to my house, became one of my best friends, became a central figure in my life. So you ever think about if he could fuck up an alien? Because when you say Mr. Universe, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of a bold statement. But like, what if some alien just came down? You think Steve would be able to fuck him up? Like, I don't know if he was a fighter, but I know that I have seen him take a 50 pound barbell, like a free weight and crack someone right over the fucking head. Like literally cracked in the I head. I think you kill someone that way. Blo- well, blood everywhere. And he was thrown right through a plate glass window onto the fucking street. And then the ambulance came and put him in. And when the cops came in and said, who did it? Not a fucking person said a word. And the cops left. That's how it used to be in the late 70s, early 80s. No cell so, phone cameras. Not only were there no cell phone cameras, even if the cops saw what happened, they didn't fuck with Steve Mahalik and Lou Ferrigno and Arnold Schwarzenegger and their crew of psycho, sicko, steroid-using banana heads because then the cops would come there and they would work out in the 70s and the 80s. The cops were massive. Everybody was on fucking steroids. Everybody was roided out. Everyone was psycho. And, you know, like when you're Mr. America, Mr. Universe, you have an un... Like, you cannot believe the respect that bodybuilders have, you know? It's just unbelievable. The guy's working out for five fucking hours a day, just like cursing and pushing people around. And you were scared. And I used to stack the orange juices and the uh, energy drinks. They There weren't energy drinks at the time, but there was like supplemental drinks. And they weren't what they have now. I'm going back 77, 78, 79. And I would clean up all the syringes on the fucking floor because they would just shoot right in fr- plain fucking daylight. People would be shooting each other plain daylight. And I got a job there, and my job was to literally never eyeball anyone. That's literally what the person who gave me the job says. Don't ever look someone in the fucking eye. So I never did. And they said, just clean up, do what you got to do, and just just from afar, watch what they do and learn what they do. And it's going to benefit you in life. And it has, because I have severe emotional and, and mental muscle because I was fearing for my fucking life because if I eyeballed someone, I thought I was going to get a 25-pound fucking plate thrown at my skull. And I watched, like I'm talking from 1977, 78, 79 in Mr. America's gym. It was probably the top bodybuilding gym in the country for about five years. I saw hundreds of people get their fucking ass kicked in just by randomly, by accident, bumping into someone, by accident, eyeballing someone, by accident, let's say if Mahalik was had like 600 pounds and he's benching it like 30 times, like a complete psycho fuck. And if he was not happy with the weights, the minute he put him down and you had psycho spotters around him, he would just look around to just fuck someone up because he didn't like the way the weight, his workout went. And if you were at the wrong place at the wrong time, you get your fucking ass, head bashed. I'm telling you. Definitely people died. I mean, it's not even a question. But hundreds of people really severely got fucking hurt, got their teeth broken. You know, I literally, with my eyes, watched them take people out to the curb, 
put their faces on the curb and step on their head and break all their fucking teeth. What do you, what do you mean? You're in American History X? They were curb stomping people? I, no, no, no. They invented curb stomping people. This is You're 19- making this up. They were I'm curb not, stomping people um, in public? Listen, no. Well, I mean, they're, they're, nobody really, you know, like, I wa- the gym people watched it. The people in the gym were killers. They were on steroids. And the steroids then made you crazy. Like... Steroids now, although they make you crazy, it's 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 not you know these they they, were, they had like monkey brain and they were going like to other countries to get. So you're saying the steroids were different back then? Much different, much raw. But you know, you think they were better? Yeah, but the side effects were inhuman. Side effects were that you were a legitimate crazy person that you could snap at a moment's notice, kill your wife, kill your kids, you know, like, like crash cars into other cars and just want to fight. You had no like remorse of consequences, like none, like zero. Cause you didn't know what the fuck you were doing. Yeah, absolutely. It was fucking, it was so wild. And they were experimenting. They were doing like experimental drugs here and there. So yeah, I mean, a lot of people died doing the drugs too. Like <laughs> how I mean, many, how many people you, so how many nightmares do you have where you just woke up in cold sweat? That you were getting a, pay, uh, a plate thrown in No, you, you know something? Since I was in the crew, you know, even though I was on the outside of the, the circle, I wasn't Did they know the you circle. were the Jew? Like, of were course. you the Yeah, tope? yeah, yeah. Bob Gardner, who was a Jew, who was still, when I went to Steve Mahalik's funeral, he was the one who called me and we went to the funeral. He was a Jew. So you and, were like the token Jew. He took you under his Jew wing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. Yeah, because in other words, I, I did I took over Bob Gardner's paper route in seventh, eighth, ninth grade, and then I had the magazines, and then he taught when my father bought me the sand weights, or they were red sand weights, and he taught me how to do the exercises, how to do the work, and then eventually I looked really good, and I and he liked me, took me under his wing, he trusted me, so then I I got a job, I, I had two jobs, I worked at Seven Eleven, and then I got I got fired for eating candy, <laughs> I, like every day I'd walk in there. And I would just bang the fuck out M and M's. I would just—I was eating—I <laughs> was eating everything. And you know, there was no how cameras. Old, how then. old were you? Um, I this was tenth uh, grade and eleventh grade. They trusted you with the cash register? No, no, no. I didn't work the cash register. No, no, never. No, of course not. So you were just, just stealing candy? No, I stacked the candy. I stacked. And you were eating them as you stacked. Hundred percent. Like there's no cameras then. I was fucking guzzling shit. You can't believe how I, I gained like fifteen pounds. How what? long until they? Bob Gardner. This would happen. Listen, Bob Gardner took me from Seven Eleven. To the gym because I because he says you're getting fucking fat. I worked I worked at Seven Eleven for like maybe six weeks. I gained like twenty pounds. Like it took was, them six weeks to realize the inventory was off. Yeah, then you couldn't fucking tell shit. <laughs> what do you mean they couldn't count? Nah, they were fucking. They didn't know what they were doing. Had nobody had any, you know. You couldn't really manipulate. By the time you were, by the time what it, would you say cash like? What percentage did you fucking do work on? Whatever I got paid, I ate that too. <laughs> So if I got if I if I made a hundred a week or seventy a week or you sixty think you're a week, banging out no to a your salary. I, listen, I remember once I ate so much candy that I pooped a lot myself. <laughs> you Jersey Jerryed yourself? No two ways about it, but it didn't come out. You didn't you didn't tell. But I said I went home, I changed my clothes, and I came back. You walked with a full thing of shit. Absolutely. How many miles? No. Um. No, I in my car I had a, I had a AMC Pacer. Wait, 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 wait. I had a Delta eighty eight, which was my first car in eleventh grade, and in tenth grade I had a permit, so I had uh, the Delta eight. I had my father's car. So wait, wait, wait. A Buick you shit yourself in work. Yeah. Got in the car with shit. Yeah. Drove with shit in your pants. Yeah, I put a towel under it because I had always had a, I always had a gym bag. I always carried a gym bag everywhere I went. Everywhere I went. For how how many times you shit yourself, dog? 
Was that just the gym bag for shit or I, just well, other things? I ate a lot. Well, you know what it is? Then I drank a lot of milk. So if you ate a lot of chocolate, a lot of milk, your stomach, I was always it's, farting. It's called lactose intolerance. Right, you exactly. Know? So I was always That's farting allergic. and like, I farted a lot. You know, I thought, thought he farted and shit in his pants. That's me. How you many know? times would you say you shit yourself over the course of your lifetime? When like I, full when, hoops. When I wasn't running. Well, when I ran, I just shit at will right in my fucking pants when I As ran. As you're running, like a rabbit. Not a question. Down no, your legs. So sh- actually shitting in my pants. That counts as a shit a in full, your pants. A full poop? When you're running. that I'm, I'm over, just Over 100 times. Easy. Over 100 times. Full adult 100 times. I, I didn't give a fuck. I didn't care. I didn't didn't really matter. These, these people at the gym would throw up. They would shit. They would do everything. It was gross. I had to clean a lot of shit. It was gross. You were cleaning shit up? Absolutely. What do you do? Who cleaned the shit up? I was the fucking low. Listen, I was the low man I on mean, the totem pole. Cleaning shit in a toilet. But is when one you're thing. working for Mr. America, you would fucking, you, you're like, like, like I had no fear. So you were in a cult, basically. Is that what exactly? You're Even though I was the low man in the cult, you're the pawn of the cult. Like, well, is that what they call the low man? I mean, in the chessboard, you're a pawn. So, well, I it was probably less than a pawn because I because the I was not. <laughs> you actually weren't even on a the piece. Chess, I went right. I wasn't okay. a piece. I wasn't actually on the chessboard table. You were watching, but I brought the chessboard in and put it down and set up the pieces, and then they pushed me to the there side. There you go. Okay, you know what I'm saying? That's fair. Like I worked there for three years, right? And I don't think ever anyone said a fucking word to me. They didn't say thank you. They didn't say anything. The manager would tell me what to do. And he would, like, I'm talking, I worked there for three years and every day he said the exact same thing to me. Don't know eyeball anyone. Don't bump into anyone. And when Mahalik's working out with his crew, please just just stand on the side. You know what I'm saying? Just pick up the syringes. Don't say a fucking boot to nobody. Just do. Did what you have gloves for do. the syringes? Or you no, really, you were just gloves. going bare hands. Bare hands. That's psycho. No one knew anything then. I didn't know anything. Did I was... AIDS exist back then, or was this before like? Wait, no AIDS. No, I didn't know about AIDS. When's the first time you knew about AIDS? Magic. Listen, I didn't even know any gay people, first of all. And at the beginning, the only people that got AIDS were gays. And that, I mean, no, anyone who was. That's what people thought. Yeah. Well, what I'm Fair. saying, it, they weren't open. When you were gay, you know, like people could tell. And in looking back, everyone, you know, now I, I remember people, but no one talked about it. No, just you ignored it. Or you beat their fucking heads in with bats. That's how it was handled then. I, it's humiliating. It's disgusting. It's horrific. It's catastrophically horrible. But, you know, like when you were gay in the 70s and you were hanging out with the uh, L&M boys, which were the little mafias, and you were hanging out with the jocks, um, and you were hanging out with... You have to explain what you just said. Th- those are like the Long Island well, ma- the little, Farmingdale gangs. L&M is, the L&M is the little mafia. That means your parents are in the mafia, so you're in the little mafia. So those are the Italian gangsters. 100%. 100%. Then you had the Irish mafia. Then you had uh, the Jewish mafia. Then you had the jocks. Then you had uh, the freaks, but they were cool. They, you know, they were so stoned that nobody gives a fuck. And then you had just complete criminal people. You were just psycho, just bullies. Bull- remember, remember, there were fights in Farmington High School every single day. There were people taking their fucking heads and being smashed into lockers and pummeled during in school the fu- hours, right? In- Absolutely. In the, in the cafeteria. And you would get suspended and they had detentions. Like in my junior high school, Howard Junior High School, seventh, eighth, ninth grade, because ninth grade now is in uh, high school. But in, when I was in school, it was middle school, seventh, eighth, ninth grade. 
I was junior high school, excuse me, that had detention. The fucking principal, Mr. Valentine, I hope he's dead. I hope he died <laughs> so much. That's crazy. This piece of shit. How many times? Because I got my ass kicked in seventh grade and by the ninth graders. And then I started beating the fuck out of the seventh graders because the ninth graders beat me up. Then in eighth grade, when I wore a black leather jacket into school, I got my fucking ass kicked in by the ninth graders. Didn't think I warranted and I wasn't cool enough. So then I would beat the fuck out of the eighth graders and the seventh. It, it trickled down. So it was a hurt but people, hurt people. Hundred percent. I mean, legit. You you weren't taught anything. It was just it was just how it is. And then tough people were respected. Like you were feared and you were respected. And like every. Every time you went out for lunch, there was a fight. Like somebody would be fighting somebody. And there was rankings in the school. Who was the toughest kid? And the way you could fucking... Now remember, people... This is why you love lists. Right. Exactly. This is where it came from. Literally. I live for a list. This is why. I live for it. So in other words, um, what you would do is like you would have to... You would fight. and But fighting was different back then. So let me explain. The minute... The fight was over. The minute someone was on top and they hit you three, four times, they would say, do you give? And the person gave. And then that's it. Then it's over. Then you're drinking with that person that night. There was no grudges. There was nothing. And as long as you didn't rat out, that was the key. You didn't rat out. As long as you took it like a man. So if you got your ass beat and the teachers your came, mouth shut. Right. Right. What happened? Who started this? I don't know. I don't know. I I don't know. But here's my point about Mr. Valentine. You scumbag whore. I hope you fucking die. I hope you had the worst life. I hope you fucking bled through your eyes. This clown. And and think about this now. 74, 5, 6. This is totally legal. Everyone knew this is happening. He would call you into the principal office. He would put my hands on a desk and he would take a fucking wooden paddle. And this was legal. It happened every day to everybody that was like in my group, which was hundreds of wise asses. And this is, I wasn't, I wasn't unique. And I, I wasn't unique. It was hundreds of people. And I would get the paddle. This piece of fucking garbage would hit me with a wooden paddle on my ass. Tell him what you used to do. So then when it would be like, uh, Stupid! Uh, I'm, I'm putting my hands across my mouth to make believe. That's the intercom. intercom. Go, go, go. Uh, Stupid! Uh, Stupid! Please come down to the principal's office. So I would run to my locker. I would always have a pair of sweatpants, and I would put the sweatpants over my uh, under my pants so that it would hurt less. But but think about how criminal that guy. Listen, think, think about how criminal. Then I went home, told my father, and I I swear to God. You would get beat again? No. Oh. Every father would say you deserved it. Oh, yeah. What'd you do? You deserved it. God. So in other words, your parents didn't help you. And somebody was legally allowed to fucking abuse you. Like, abuse you. Like it was You think that guy got off on that? I hope he's dead. I, I know, I know, but if we had to go back No, no, no. He thought it, that like, was that him. was his rush. He got off on it. Well, that's what his job was. It was the principal, assistant principal. Why you think every principal was beating kids? Was hitting them with the paddles. Yeah, teachers were allowed to smack people right in front of everyone. Didn't mean anything. Crack you right across the fucking Even face. with the sweatpants, could you sit after you got hit? Well, it depends. It depends. If I only got hit like once or twice, no. But if he did like, if he if I did something really, really bad. Where so I there was like levels bleed, of paddles? And the person ratted me out. Yeah, 
10 paddles. What is this? The NHL? If there's blood rule, you get more paddles? Well, no, no. no. Yeah, because in other words, they, like if the person had to go to the fucking uh, nurse. Yeah, they, yeah, that was severe. But if I told the teacher, go fuck yourself or fuck you or you, you know, whatever I called her a cunt or a whore, you know, like <laughs> stuff like that. That was, you know, that was that wasn't as severe as me drawing blood on another person. Because then the next day, their parents would come up, and then once the, you know, the the principal would say, "I'll take care of it." And what take care of means he was literally cracking people in the ass with a paddle. Now, do you think that was like an unwritten rule? It wasn't like you were just I, allowed no, to I, hit I guarantee kids. it happened in every fucking school in the country. Look at look look when my oldest kid went to fucking Alabama, they were still using a whip. Remember that? Uh, what's it called? A switch. A switch. My kid went to Alabama to do, uh, what was that called? TFA. Yeah, right. Teach, Teachers for, for, teach for America. Teach for America. So he goes to Alabama. He's doing, uh, you know, some really good work over the summer. He was valedictorian, blah, blah. And he was teaching a class of underprivileged kids. I think there was 20 desks and there were 40 kids in the class. So 20 kids had to sit on the floor. And the parents would say, if my kid is out of line. And listen, what, so what year is this now? So 2009, that's not that long ago in Alabama, 2009, he says you could hit him with the, what is what was it called again? Switch. The switch. I mean, so it's not, I mean, it happened in 2009, we're in 2023, so I mean, it's so surreal, but um, that's just the way they thought that you keep people in line. Now, what do you, what do you think's worse? I mean, it's not, it's not a question. Oh, no, paddle's much worse. I wouldn't want to get hit with that switch. It's not as bad as Catholic priests. They're still fucking kids. Well, that's a totally different story. I'm not talking about being fucked. I never got molested. I never got touched ever, ever, ever. Technically, and, that's legal. I mean, you're not allowed to do it, but those priests don't go to jail. Well, they, they just get relocated. Well, now they go to jail. Uh, it, I don't think so. Well, I don't think nobody gets relocated They anymore. get relocated. Well, maybe because it's so severe that I don't know what they do. But I don't, I, know, I don't have any first... I don't have knowledge because I'm a Jew. It never happened in Hebrew school. And, you know... Whatever that was, you know, I never got hit in Hebrew school. I got hit only in junior high school. How it junior high school. So just middle school, high school, nothing. No, they never, no, they just, they never touched you in high school. Never, ever, ever. Never, never. I I got, I got suspended. I got uh, detention. I got taken away all the good things, you know, that you could do, you know, no lunch, you know, stuff like that. You would have to eat alone. Now, wait, wait. Now, here, here's the question. Yes. As a fat kid. Yes. When they give you that, if they give you an ultimatum, you could either get the lunch or get paddled. You're picking paddled. Well, they didn't take away lunch. They take they took away that you couldn't eat in the cafeteria. You ate in like a room yeah, alone. Yeah, same. You want to Steven Glansberg it in a room or get paddled and go with your boys? Well, I was I got paddled so many times I got used to the paddle. Yeah, so was, you would right, pick paddle. I, right. It wasn't really a big fuck. So you though. would pick paddle. Hundred percent. Right, I think I have I think I think from getting hit so much in a paddle that I have a pyonidal cyst on my ass and I still can't ride a bicycle because it fucking hurts me. So you think Mr. Valentine fucked your bicycle riding up? Yeah, it's scumbag whore piece of shit. I think he <laughs> fucked me. Yeah, I think he fucked up my fucking tailbone. Yeah, I really do. How hard did he hit? Did he fucking put his no, swing? No, no. He swing for the fence? As hard as this, you know that they have these new things. I guess it's been around for about eight years now where they slap you in the face, those slap fights. Yeah, yeah. As hard as that. As hard. He he wound up like a dick. He wound the fuck up. You think up. he was good on the, like, he played softball? You think he had a nice swing? No, I don't think, I no, no. He was like a heavy, he was, he, no. He was, there was, there was nothing athletic about this guy besides he was a mean cocksucker. <laughs> 
But but in other words, you know, that's his job then. You know, they didn't know better and they fucking who knows how many people's lives they fucked up. Just it's untold. <gasps> who the fuck knows? So where did I go with this? So anyway, you asked me about my biceps and we went into fucking a, a dark hole. You can't believe how many dark rabbit holes we got here. You know, like yeah, my son thinks it's funny he can direct me into psycho questions here. So and this is how we started off saying I'm in a good place. Well, after I dumped that shit, I guess any day that I don't get hit in the ass and get in a fucking fight with somebody, it's a good fucking place. But um Listen, talking helps. Yes, I guess that. Well, that's the truth. Yeah, there you go. The, put your feelings into words. That's yes, it. verbalize your feelings. Verbalize all the horror shows. So, uh, so again, I think that the reason I'm still able to do a 10.8, run 40 a week, uh, do insane uh, workouts, and not heavy weights, not heavy weights, never heavy weights, but insane aerobic workouts. You know, I could do 500 reps, that type of things, and constantly do it. And when you, you know, you know, when you stress your muscles and you constantly work through it, that's how you build muscle. That's how you build real rock solid muscle, profound muscle from bodybuilders. That's how bodybuilders did it. That's how they do it. That's how they did it. And that's how they still do it. So saying everything, I'm in a very good place, but I want to make a critical point here because a lot of people say, Stu, how in God's name did you go from 12 cups of coffee, five cups six cups, seven cups before breakfast to three. I have one the minute I wake up with a half banana. I have one with my egg whites and my ham. And then I have one like midday with an apple or uh, like it's three servings of nuts. Now, how, how, how quick do you drink that first cup of coffee? I try to nurse it, but I guzzle it. No, no, but how quick after you wake up? So let's say if I wake up at 4.45 a.m., uh-huh. I, I go right downstairs and I take my meds, my my uh, my diabetic meds, two pills, and I eat a half a banana, and I I guzzle the coffee. I drink it like so. It, how yeah. what's the time frame? How many minutes after you wake up? Let's say I wake up at four forty-five. I wash my face. I brush my teeth. I go downstairs. Uh, I go downstairs. I go to I go to the street. Get the Newsday and the Daily News that are in front of the house. So that's like a fifty mile, a fifty yard walk. Come back. Uh, 10 minutes, maybe 15 minutes. Yeah. There's 15. studies that say that you're supposed to wait like an hour to 90 minutes after you wake up. I never heard that in my life. Where'd you fucking read that? It's science. I don't know. Well, I, listen, I dispel science. That's complete. Unless I'm built differently. The, no, the adenosine that's built up. If you wake up and then you wait, it will help make the coffee last longer. And you know, that well, maybe, crash maybe wouldn't happen. Well, maybe that's why. I fucking, I was able to drink. That's why I kept drinking seven, eight cups because it didn't work. It meant, yeah. you know, like it would, it would evaporate so quick. I want you to try that. I, there's no way. No I way you that. can do that. Uh, I'm not leaving the bed. I, you can, listen, you cannot believe how much I look forward to drinking the Stella Blue, my first cup of coffee. You just can't like that half a banana is the same as it right. This second is a twin cheese with bacon. Large. What fry, do you do with the, the other half? Milkshake. I leave it for mom. Wow. So mom eats the half when she comes down. How half? Are we talking, you take a larger half? No. I normally give her more of a half because wow, I get, look at that. because again, now I'm working, I'm working with, I want to have as zero sugar as possible. So that means when people can say you can eat fruit, vegetables, protein, that's not really fucking true. You can't eat fruit. Fruit is pure sugar. It's sugar. Bananas are pure sugar. So a half a banana has insane amount of sugar. 
I probably should have no fruit, but but I have to look for something sweet. So that half a banana and that first cup of coffee, like the minute I wake up, I'm brushing my teeth, dreaming about it. Like it's Jessica Alba's pussy. Like it's Dua Lipa's pussy. Like literally, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm banging Rihanna before she's spitting out babies. You know, I'm talking a tight pussy, tight ass before her vagina was fucking opened up with a fucking baby Rihanna pussy. You know what I'm saying? You know, like before Miley Cyrus fucked 500 guys be Miley Cyrus's pussy. You think there's a difference? I think once you have a baby. What if it's C-section? No, that's mom's had four C-sections. Shout out Sandy Finest Pussy. Thanks. Shout out tight pussy. Thanks. Right. But a, but a C-section is how you want to have. Listen, if your wife's going to have a baby, unless she's fucked everything that walked and you have, you, you just, uh, <laughs> I don't you just think wanted it. to marry someone and her pussy isn't stretched like fucking, you know, Sahara Desert, let's say, you know, it's like stretchy. Um, definitely C-sections. Why would you want your fucking wife's vagina fucking, you know, I don't think, I don't think having a baby, I don't think having a baby ruins a pussy. I think that's like a myth. It doesn't ruin it. I think it goes back. Does not go back. That's an absolute fucking fallacy. (laughs) I don't think that's true. Oh, listen, I fucked a lot of a lot of girls that had like four or five fucking babies and their pussies a stretch, baby. Fist fuck. You're talking. How do you know that their pussies were not? Before after. You're not born with a fucking pussy Some that you drive just... a fucking Buick through. You're not born <laughs> where I can eat a, I can put What's a that? box of Captain Crunch in there when I'm fucking, yeah. <laughs> I'm crunching the cat, the Some crunch people, berries. Some people just have loose pussies. I don't, well, listen. Wide flows. I think it's just a thing. Oh, well, fucking, that ain't my thing. I can put my, listen, <laughs> there's certain girls I put my dick in and, and I'm banging away and they ask me, is your dick in? And I don't have a, I mean, I don't have a big dick. I have a six inch dick. But I mean, they're asking, is it in? What do you mean it's in, you fucking whore? It's, you have a fucking vagina. You have a. What do you say when they ask that? What's your go to rebuttal? You go tippy toes, ass cheeks? No, I almost cry. You know? You don't go tippy toes and press. What do you mean? You get, you could get that extra fucking half inch. The minute someone says that to me, my dick is soft. Really? I'm leaving the room unless they have coke. So confidence and then I'll do a line and then I'll fucking eat their ass and lick. So confidence clothes. is immediately destroyed. Done. That's it. When you're fucking a girl and she <laughs> says to you, "Is your dick in my fucking, my fucking, you know, like uh, Arizona? What is what is what's what's in Arizona? What is the uh, Grand Canyon? Grand hey, Canyon, okay. hey, G, hey, GC, you piece of garbage. Yeah, Grand Canyon. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like it's like somebody having an SVP. And it does not stand for Scott Van Pelt. S-V-P. Does not stand for Scott Van Pelt. Um, let me just dick drop right now. I'll, and I'll get back to my story of what S-V-P scans, stands for. Scott Van Pelt, Stanford Steve. I was on their podcast. And he admitted, admitted to me, he stole my bad beats. He said, Stu, never told anybody this, but I'm going to tell it to you. I stole your bad beats. I watched you do the bad beats and I thought it was so clever and so entertaining that I fucking stole it from you and now it's part of my repertoire. But I want to give you credit for it and you can, guys, you can go back and listen to it. Stanford Steve, uh, Scott Van Pelt when I was on their fucking uh, podcast. He dick dropped that I fucking, I made the guy. I made the guy. I made Scott Van Pelt. Listen, Scott. Scott's the best. Well, he is the best. I fucking and love Steve him. Steve is the best. Stanford Steve, I love him too. I love. Listen, I died for both of them. They're big fans of mine, and I'm big fans of theirs. Correct. But but you know they gave me the ultimate compliment. Correct. Stu, he said it. He didn't say I borrowed it. He didn't say I 
I liked it. He stole. He used the word S-T-O. He stole it. So, okay, S-V-P. So what that stands for is sewer vagina pussy. Sewer vagina pussy. Now, what that means is this, and how you can identify that someone has a sewer vagina pussy, and my father taught me this when I was young. If you can't eat it, don't fuck it. So, Stu, I don't ever want to even go down there to smell that sewer vagina pussy. What can you give us? Uh, spread some knowledge. Share some really words of wisdom here. How do you know that someone has a sewer vagina pussy? Very simple. Always the case. A thousand percent of the time. If a woman smells like perfume, too much perfume, like you're 20 yards away and you smell perfume and all of a sudden this girl comes up to you. I don't care if she's an 11. I don't care if she's the best looking woman ever. No, no, no. Say no thank you because she has a sewer vagina pussy. Now, a lot of people when I jog on the path or I run, like let's say this girl's smoking hot and she's coming at me and she's jogging but and she passes me. And I smell fucking perfume. Like, where the fuck am I? Am I, am I at Estee Lauder in the spray? That girl has a sewer vagina pussy. So when I'm jogging and I'm like, wow, this fucking girl's amazing. She's hot. And all of a sudden I smell perfume. I'm like, ugh, what a pig. Sewer <laughs> vagina pussy. And, and let me tell you something. If you have a sewer vagina pussy, there's nothing you can do about it. Because, you know, a lot of women, if, when I'm eating, and then I'm like, I, you know, I made the mistake. They didn't have the perfume. Went down. Nothing is worse. Nothing is where I'd rather watch my mother get hit by a car and bled to death in the street while people were running her over and then she gets caught on a bump and she's dragged for two miles and her face just all the all the skin on her face rips off and is only bone her eyes fall out and she's just bopping like a skeleton. I'd rather watch that than eat a sewage vagina pussy. It's that fucking no it's horrific but here's my point. I feel bad for them because when they go to a doctor and they share that, there's, there's no cure. I don't know if there's a cure. I li if your pussy stinks and you put perfume on your, let's say, your thighs and stuff, it's worse. It's worse. You can't cover up sewer vagina pussy. SVP. Shout out SVP, sewer vagina pussy. If your mother has it, if you're daughter has it, if your sister has it, if your grandmother has it, if your side bitch has it, I'm sorry. You know, I'm sorry. Now, if this is the case, then what you do, simple, ass fuck and get blown. Now, That's listen, it. listen, go. Word, to, word of wisdom. If your significant other does have, have a, a sewer, SVP, has a sewer SV, vagina pussy, SVP, SV, shout out SVP, a smelly, fishy, foul, foul what? smell. Well, listen, fishy, everyone has a fishy. I'm not talking fishy. I'm talking like dead rat sewer. Uh, no, there's a difference. It's, it's, the word is sewer. So fish markets No, fat girls. Listen, there's always a scent. I like the scent. Fish all day fish. Fish is not what I'm talking about. That's not what I'm talking about here. You're talking Every, about roadkill that's been out I'm, for four no, days. No, no, no. I'm talking... I'm talking, when you go down there, you throw up in your mouth. 
You literally throw up in your mouth. And the only reason you're going to eat it is because you're going you're gonna to throw up in her vagina. <laughs> you're literally going to throw up in her vagina while you're eating her vagina. Literally. I'm not, I'm not talking fishy. Every vagina has a smell, has a scent. Every vagina smells like fish. That's, that's normal. That's good. That's American. That's anybody's pussy. I'm talking like the worst, 10 times worse than the worst fart you ever fucking smelt. 10 times worse than like when, let's say your dog died or, or you come home from vacation, your dog's dead. You smell a dead dog. You smell a rat. You smell something that died in like, um, in the ceiling or your attic or the wall. Let's say a squirrel got caught and it's just, it's a dead smell. Like if you've ever seen a dead body, and and it and they just found it and you smell that's what we're talking about that's what we're talking sewer the word sewer svp sewer vagina pussy so back to if you do have this yes. your significant other does have this yes the ph levels could be off is that what they, you just you just nah, said yeah i have no yeah yeah Oh, okay. So what does that mean? They got to take, they got to like, swallow like chlorine pellets. What are you talking about? So if the pH level's off, you, you get this bacteria that, that grows. Right. And then it, it causes that smell. So there's like, there's, there's, uh, there's ways to cure it. Oh, there is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I don't know. Some well, I people... haven't eaten foreign pussy in like four decades now. So <laughs> Some I mean, people could just. A, it's been a long fucking time, folks. It's been a long time. But yeah, there's, there's ways to fix it. So what do they call it? Is there, is there, is it, I call it sewer vagina pussy SVP. What do they call it? Uh, hmm. No name for it. No, there's a name. Oh, there is a name. name. Oh, okay. Okay. Vaginitis or something like that. I don't know. know, Something like that. Okay, good, good. Well, I mean. Vaginosis. Vaginosis. Okay. Yes. And And it's so funny because like. Like you, you have to think the gigs up when a girl. Is so this is it. An unbalanced vaginal pH level could go along with bacterial infections and other issues. While the imbalance may be asymptomatic, your vaginal pH balance might be off if you're experiencing common symptom, symptoms of an infection. And then some of the symptoms are strong fish-like smell coming from your vagina, green, gray, foamy, foamy vaginal discharge, itching, swelling or irritation, Burning sensation. There by the grace of God. So you can take simple steps. uh, Thank God. Hey, listen, men listening to this. I don't know how many women are listening to this. And if you have SVP, my condolences. But men, thank God we have a cock. Cock So so ready for some of these, uh, these, uh, I guess, um, cures? Yes. Use condoms during sex. Yeah, obviously. Okay. Avoid. Your dick will never fucking smell the same. Avoid douching. Well, no, these are for the girls. Oh, for the girls. Avoid douching. Wash the area around your vagina with soap and water instead. Avoid douching. Think about how horrific. A douche is made to make you smell better, but but you can't use it uh, because it'll counteract and get worse. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then change your diet. Many types of yogurt are rich in some bacteria that live in your vagina. Avoid sugary processed foods like white bread and rice to prevent yeast infections. Wear the right clothing. Um, Yeah, so look at that. Take yeah, a and, and also, test. how about this? I, you know, how about this? How about kill yourself? I mean, do you no. want? I mean, what do you? Whoa, 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 whoa! whoa. I this mean, is curable. Not, what? This is curable. That didn't sound curable to me. That sounds like your fucking life sucks. 
That, like, that means like you, you, you know, you know who you're gonna marry? A vibrator. That's who you're marrying. You're fucking you. You're fingering yourself. You're playing with a vibrator, and you're fucking lonely. That's what you are. You're lonely. You have to wear an air freshener in your fucking underpants under your thong. Think about how pathetic that is. It's pathetic. Even though you're born with it. I, I don't know if you're born with it or you, you know, whatever. You eat yogurt. Stop eating yogurt. <laughs> I don't have these problems. My wife's pussy smells fabulous and I have only eaten her pussy. You know, I haven't eaten anybody's pussy in like four decades. So I'm so golden. Bo- bottom line, you could have but a- I'm teaching you SVP. You Remember have- SVP. Shout out SVP. And have some sympathy, have some respect. So you could you could buy tester kits, the pH tests, on your vagina. Yeah, there's at home v- vaginal pH kits. Fucking, it's listen. In the last forty years, shit happens. Things come a long way. They come with special paper. You insert it into the vagina, and then there's a color chart. So you could basically prove how fucking bad the SVP is. So when we used to go to clubs, because remember when I was when I was a kid, drinking age was eighteen. So then you had fake proof from either your friends or your brother's friends or whatever. So we were in bars at 16. 16. Think about this. Fucking 16. And what we would do is, you know how, like, now you have, like, the designated driver if everybody got wasted. But when, you know, in, you know, in the 70s, everybody was wasted. There was no designated driver. And the designated driver would be the person that drank like 10 beers. The designated drunk driver. Yeah. Designated drunk driver, right. Correct. If you had 10 beers and five shots, then you're good to drive. Other people were just throwing up wasted. So anyway, so we had what's called an SVP lookout because of course you want to fuck the hottest girl in the place. You know, we didn't go after the, you know, it wasn't, we weren't going after the 2 a.m. girls because those were, you know, those were the ugly girls or the fat girls or girls that, you know, just were gross that you knew you were getting blown because they weren't fucking, they would fuck the, anybody. They would fuck a dead, you know, they would fuck an empty beer bottle. So we, you know, you go after the cream of the crop at the beginning until you get, you know, let down. But we had an SVP wingman. So his job was to just, hang out with the girls, dance with them. And if there was an overabundance of perfume, we would label that girl, whether she had it or not, SVP, stay away from her. And we'd be like, oh, she's got great tits. She's got a great ass. She's fucking gorgeous. But, you know, you don't want to go down on this girl, SVP. Bottom line. So if a girl just wears too much perfume, she's fucked. Always. that, But that's the reason. <laughs> No, no, that it's not a body odor. It's not like her armpits stink or she sweats and her tits stink or her neck stinks or her thought. It's literally SVP. So guys, forever now, if you're walking around, you see a girl and she's gorgeous. She's because if she's ugly, you're not even looking or she's you know, you're not even looking. But let's say she's gorgeous and she has too much perfume on. You know, Stufana taught you. I taught you something. It's a life lesson here. It's a free life lesson. There's no paywall here. I'm not saying pay me. I just fucking pulled down my pants and gave you the keys to the kingdom. If a girl wears too much perfume, guaranteed a million percent SVP, her pussy smells like a sewer. That's it. What does SVP stand for again? Sewer, vagina, pussy. SV, should we do a shirt? 
What should we do a shirt? <laughs> what people are just walking around no, with no, this sewer is the shirt. vagina pussy? No, it, it's it, this is the shirt. It's SVP and then it's a V for a vagina and then from the vagina you have like we we make like 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 a, a picture of odorous smells coming here and then there's people around like smelling it and dying. I don't know how we actually could do that, but that's it would be like so a, there's a pussy and odors are coming out of said pussy. Yes. And there's also zombies walking around. It's, no, dying. Like so it would be like so, people so we would have the vagina die. and we'd have like 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 little like scrapings of odors. You know, you would you would scrape them in with like a pencil and then maybe they'd be in like um a cemetery. And all the people would just be dead. But the only people that would know what the significance of that is if they listen to the podcast. Because every all those people are thinking, what does Scott Van Pelt have a V there and people are dead? It's not Scott Van Pelt. It's sewer vagina pussy. You think someone's buying a shirt with a pussy and dead people? I Listen, my fans buy everything. They buy a cum towel. What the fuck? They buy, you know, we sold thousands of cum towels. The cum towel has a fucking use. Well, They're, the sewer vagina pussy shirt has a use because then you could high five people in a bar and go, "Hey, I know, I got you. I know what you're talking about." And then they would point to the beautiful girl <laughs> that fucking has too much perfume, and everybody could like circle around to ring around, like ring around a posy <laughs> and put her in a circle, and they could just like circle around and go SVP, SVP, and, and she wouldn't know what the fuck we're talking about because women don't know this. Women are so embarrassed by this. I it's, think I think she would know by some people circling around her. Well, like a say. How would they know what SVP is? She might be going, she'd Google it and she's going, what does Scott Van Pelt have to do with this? And it's not. It's sewer vagina pussy. I, I kind of want to Google SVP and see if Scott Van Pelt's the first stop. Has to be. I What's mean, the first thing that comes up? I don't know. That's what I'm asking. If sewer vagina pussy comes up, then, I, then somebody stole this from me already. I don't think so. I think I'm the first to drop this ever. Like ever. Ever. I'm the first to create the cum towel. I'm the first to create the sports gambling industry. I'm the first to create the perfect hour of sex, 15, 15, 30, 15 minutes eating ass, 15 minutes licking clay, 30 minutes fucking. I am an innovator. It's why I'm a living legend. I'm a living legend, period. Anything, Alex? What is SVP? First thing you Google. There's a smooth video project. It's a conversion program. And then there's save percentage for goalkeeping Scott Van Pelt isn't even on here yet. Wow. Should be, though. I feel like All right, listen. I, everybody, after you listen to this, do me a favor, okay? Let's hashtag. Let's get this Let's get this trending. SVP. Right, hashtag listen. SVP. Listen. Sue of China pussy. You're, you're out of your fucking mind. <laughs> All right, let's go back. Let's go. All right. We went down the rabbit hole. Listen, this is what's called the rabbit hole of rabbit holes of rabbit holes. Okay, we're in, we're so deep. We're in China right now. We're we're so we're we're twenty thousand leagues beneath the sea. That's how fucking rabbit hole we are. All right, let's get back. So, uh, I'm in a good place. If you could actually, if you actually listen after after what now, you just said, no one believes you. I have no credibility. I'm listen. I'm comfortably insane, there and go. I'm good with that. Listen, there. That's that's facts. I'm good with that. So I'm in a great place with my food. I'm in a great place spiritually, emotionally, physically, mentally. Uh, I'm in a great place um, eating, no marijuana. Oh, here's the point. Here's my point. How have I gone from 12 cups of coffee to three? How have I gone from 10 blunts a day, five bong hits a day to nothing, cold turkey? How have I gone from 10,000 calories of sugars and carbs constant to 2,500 calories a day. 
one second at a time. To not worry about the past because there's nothing you can do. There's nothing that you can dwell on and abuse yourself and mentally mindfuck yourself about the past because it is in the past. And by the same token, there is nothing you can do about the future. You don't know what the future holds. You can be as prepared as possible. You could be ready to roll. And in the future, something might happen that is really not in your control. So the only thing you really can do, and this has saved my life, and this has helped me in years past and at the actual present moment, is to go one second at a time, and then one minute at a time, and then one half hour at a time, and then one hour at a time, and then one day at a time. And that's all you need to do. Whatever's bothering you, whatever you're worried about, whatever your projections you want, fuck that. Forget that. Because your anxiety, at least with me, starts with me worrying and um, really thinking about and being overwhelmed with the past and the future. The past and the future. And I can't control any of it. And I can't change any of it. I have no idea about what the future is going to hold and I don't know um, and I cannot change the past. So what has helped me is like, how did I get through yesterday? Memorial Day. Memorial Day for me is a 10 to 15,000, 20,000 calorie binge all the time. Half ounce to an ounce of pot, just me every Memorial Day. How did I get through being clean and sober and abstinent? Excuse me one second. I just want to get a sip of water. <clears throat> Excuse me. How I did it was have an attitude of gratitude for the present moment. Enjoy the people I'm with. Be present there. Don't talk so much. Listen to the people around me. Enjoy the people around me. Don't dominate the conversation. Let them speak to me. Let me be a great listener. And take every moment, one moment at a time. So I wasn't overwhelmed. I didn't feel sorry for myself. I didn't really, nothing was craving. It wasn't like, wow, I want to smoke pot here. Wow, I need to drink. Wow, I need to overeat. Wow, I need some sugar. I need some carbs. No, 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 no. I have a plan. And one second at a time. I got through that second. I got through that minute. I got through that hour. I got through the day. And I had a one of the most amazing memorial days I've ever had in my life. So, again, teaching lesson here. Power of example that I am because I'm living it and I'm doing it and it is making my life much easier to manage. It's making my life much easier to perform and to do good and to live in the positives and to live in the now. One second at a time. So you, it's, now listen, obviously, much easier said than done. Much easier said than done. Much easier said than done. And obviously, I'm 62. So for all you people out there that are in your teens or your 20s or your 30s or your 40s, and some of you listen to me that are in your 50s and 60s, much easier said than done. But it works because I'm doing it. And it's the only way that 
I'm not craving because you can't live craving. Like this, I'm not white knuckling it like they used to say in the overnight anonymous rooms or the narcotics anonymous rooms. You can't white knuckle your entire life. You can't be living so tight and just being so miserable and feeling sorry for yourself that you can't drink, that you can't eat, that you can't smoke, that you can't do A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, R, J, K, L, M, N, P, Q, R, S, D, U, V, W, X, Y, Z. Does not work. You're going to crack. You're going to snap. So one second at a time, one station at a time, one moment at a time. And it's so valuable and it's so simple to do. Not easy, but simple. And if you practice it, and I practice it every second, that I believe now that I'm going to one second at a time get to the goals that I set. But I don't give a fuck about those goals right now. I'm 186.6. I only got to worry about today. The three meals I've eaten, the four meals that I'll eat, the snacks I put in, guzzling water, and just surviving and that's good and that's positive so it's really 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 helped me uh tremendously so i want to pass that on to everybody okay very impressive very impressive thank you because there you. was there was the uh we had hg on the on the barbecue yes food was constant constant that was fucking a lot of willpower right there yeah well i mean it was just one second at a time I, and i didn't slip and i and the thing was i wasn't white knuckling it alex you know what i mean i wasn't like so tight that I'm just going to fucking crack someone in the face. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? That was my, that was that a joy, though, to shop for the ingredients more than eating? Like that was like a substitute? Well, well, listen, you know me. You know me. I love people. I love partying. I love being the Pied Piper. I love entertaining. How'd you come up with the seven baguettes? You bought um, seven baguettes. Well, I figured with the sausage and the steak, if they, if like, I didn't know if mom was going to make garlic bread out of some. Okay. And I didn't like the seven baguettes, but you know, like, like actually, if you're going to make a steak sandwich, how many steak sandwiches can you make out of one baguette? Four? So it's 28, you know, like sausages and stuff. And then I thought people would put sausages and the steak on the baguette. So I didn't, you know, well, we only have three left. It's not. No, like, no, it was. I was just wondering how you came up with the seven number. Well, really, I was, I, I had 10. <laughs> I had 10 but I told you what happened but like so they have this gorgeous baguette and this little plastic but it's not closed at the top so every time I was walking around one fell on the floor three of them were on the floor so you just left them no so a manager came and a manager said hey still I'm a big fan I'm like well how about how about tell fucking somebody to put a put a tie on the top of these I just dropped one he goes don't worry about it he threw it out and then I got to the counter I dropped two and they said don't worry about it I kept throwing so it you like, we would have had 10 would have had 10 okay would have had 10 all right. No, it's tens of at least an even number. Seven's kind of psycho. Once you pay for it, then they close the top with a little sticker. But that's how it should be to start with. Well, no, it would probably the air. I don't know. Well, there probably is a reason. Probably keeps it fresh. Probably is a reason. But what it might, it might go just, stale easier might, if you right, close it. Might, it. might just come right out of the oven and it's hot at the Correct. time or whatever. So because they make their own bread there, they literally cook bread it. Bread solid. Shout out to Stu Leonard's. Stu Leonard's is amazing. It's a dangerous facility. Oh my god. I bought like four different popcorns for everybody and they were drooling. They said, this is the best popcorn I've ever had. The caramel that? popcorn that Stu Leonard's has is fucking crack. Unbelievable. It was so, I mean, like it's, you can't stop. Can't stop. Can't eat enough of it. There might be drugs in it. There I don't were, actually know. 
I mean, like, I mean, maybe they put cocaine in the sugar. I don't, I don't know. You know, Coca Cola had cocaine, so you never know. And that was a pure sugar drink. I wonder how, 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 how long do you think you could get away with that? Putting cocaine? Yeah, because you got away you with think it for the like FDA, 50 fucking years. I'm saying, like, you think the FDA is testing every product? Just well, think about how psycho that is. Well, uh, listen, if you fucking send a kilo over to the FDA guy and say, hey, here's a key, you know, look the other way, I'm sure he's like, okay. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, you got. So you have to pay off the FDA. You, listen, agents. you don't think the FDA's paid off? Come on, everybody's paid off. Absolutely. I don't think the calories are real on some of these products. Definitely not. They get Who's that. actually doing that? There's no way to quality control that. I don't believe it. It's a total scam. <laughs> the, so the numbers just companies a, own the own the this world. Is your, this is your and they dictate everything. Okay, got it. They dictate everything. How, listen. What are scam? This, What's the biggest scam? What's the Steve Mahalik? What's the biggest scam? Vitamins. Okay. Vitamins. <laughs> Why? Total scam. Why? Because you get your nutrients from your food. And what do you do with the rest? You pee it out. <laughs> you take these vitamins and you take these supplements. They're shit. You pee them out. You shit them out. It's a waste of fucking money. A total. It's a total scam. No, no, no. All vitamins are scams. Listen, GNC's killing it. They are killing it. But for example. How does this country allow advertisers to destroy the youth of America? You're eating Quisp. You're eating Quake. You're eating Fruit Loops. You're eating fucking... The breakfast companies have a stranglehold. But they're, they're, they're really controlled by pharmaceuticals because... Oh, you think how, it's all tied back. How it works is they want to... They want people to be sick. So, that so you big have... diabetes is behind this. Exactly. You think they're trying to give everyone diabetes. But they are. That's how the world works. That's how it works. They fuck you up when you're young. You get sick. You have to take drugs to get better. And it's a circle and everybody makes money. And there's, the people on the top know this. Are you, are you, you're real close to the lizard people. How, how crazy are we going with this conspiracy? <clears throat> no, but it's fact. So my, here's my point. Everyone now knows sugar kills. Everyone now knows carbs kill, but they still bagel places everywhere. And but hundreds of years, people are the key. Why didn't the government teach people how to eat properly from day one? You know why? Because they don't make any money. Well, no, they did. That's that shitty little food pyramid that was total and then they, trash. They, they've re, they've revised it fifteen well, yeah, times because it's wrong. Correct. How does the government well, no. well, put out a full pyra- a food pyramid well, and it's wrong? Who the fuck's making these decisions? The cereal psycho fucks. The breakfast people. Right, exactly. Yeah, but that's and they're paying smart. people off. Correct. That's... So they're paying the FDA. The pharmaceutical owns the companies. Owns that's the world. That's genius. Literally, you gotta well, respect it. That's smart. If you own that's it. why seventy percent of America is fat. Correct. But obese, they keep buying their not products. fat. Obese. They keep buying their products. Then you have to buy fat clothes. You constantly have to go through clothes. You don't fit into them. It's a whole conspiracy, but it's true. It's the crazier it is, the truer it I, is. I kind of respect that. It's psycho, I, but I respect it. Yeah, well, that, that's, that's a hustle. That's, that's how a, the listen. That's, that's top. Steve taught it to me. He'd sit me down, and at the beginning, I said, "This guy's a psycho. He's not coming back to my house ever again." But then I listened to him and I kept listening and it's right. It's right. How, you know, how are you, like, happy birthday. You have to buy a birthday cake. Oh, what does the birthday cake do? Gives you diabetes, <laughs> kills your why sugar. Can't, why, no one's telling you to eat the whole cake. You could eat sugar in moderation. I don't know. People do you know, can't How control. many people do you know that can eat sugar well, in moderation? That's why people are obese as fuck. Yeah, but that's, again, and then they get diabetes and they got to take medicine and God only knows the other causes. So it's just America effects. is what you're saying because most people aren't this obese. 
Other well, countries don't have this problem. Well, people are taught actual servings and portions. Like you go to a restaurants in America, the bigger the portion. Like if you eat a steak at a, a restaurant, a big steak, that's three meals. They give it to you one. Then you have having potatoes, triple potatoes, double potatoes, blah, 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 And these stupid omelets now. <clears throat> then you have all these fucking donuts. You have everything. Everything is, is sugar. It's a conspiracy. <laughs> it's fucking psycho. It's crazy. Don't you think our government should control? Teach the kids. Fuck teaching history. Fuck everybody. Fuck the Indians. Fuck the Americans. Whoa. Fuck everybody. No, no. Be more I, specific. I'd rather you be can't taught. can't just say fuck the Indians. No, no. That's but what I'm saying is that. Did you mean Native Americans? Yeah. Well, this is what I mean. This is what I mean. I don't want to know about the Wild West. I want to know at kindergarten how to eat clean so I can have a great life. That's what I should be taught. Working out with weights and eating clean. If I was taught that, I would not be, I'd be fucking 146 pounds right now. <laughs> I'd have like six fucking wives. I'd be fucking everybody like a, like a champion. I'd be thin. I'd feel great. But the government doesn't give a fuck because all they care about is money, 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 money. Money, that's it. And I love Indians and Last of Mohicans and Dancing with Wolves are my two favorite movies. So shout out Indians, shout out Native America. I, I meant no disrespect and I never will. Just my point is that what I was thinking is that when I was in school, they taught me about like the Wild West. How about teach me that waffles are no good for me? You, How about syrup is no favorite, good for me? Your favorite movies are Western. So I would say Correct. I did have a... I love Westerns. Yeah, so, yes. so it helped with something. Absolutely. Yeah. I love Westerns. Well, so, I, I guess that's true. Yeah, there you go. That is true. Take it back. Shout out. Oh, I take it back. There you go. Fully take it back. There you go. I, 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 was, I couldn't articulate quick enough because I was so angry at the pharmaceutical companies that I just, I didn't explain the story. Because when I was young, especially in kindergarten, they, the Wild West, they taught me the Wild West. And I was like so enamored with it. And, you know, Indians and cowboys and this and that. Where they should have been teaching me, you know, eat egg whites. You know, what the fuck? You know, why you, you know, somebody would come in, they have candy. Halloween should not exist. <laughs> it shouldn't exist. What? What's the point? You're, you're killing kids with candy. Why, why do you have Who to? Who made candy corn? The devil. Why do you have to eat all of it? You don't have to eat all of it. Yeah, but some people can't stop eating. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so what do you do with those people? They get fat, they get diabetes, and they die. <laughs> Their eyes don't work. Their dicks yeah, don't work. Their a, toes fall listen, off. Yeah, but it's the same with alcohol. Some people can't stop drinking. Some people they, can't nobody stop should ever drunk. drink. What are we talking about? Nobody should ever smoke. We know this. But the government has... Why is it the government? Well, because life has... Life is so fucked up that they make you so crazy because they force problems on you that you they want you to drink because then you get fucking... Then you get cancer of the liver. You get psoriasis. You get so many things. And then again... Who helps? Pharmaceutical companies. They come in. They put you in hospitals. They get you clean. Blah, 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 blah. It's a fucking, it's like a circle. They just fuck you. No one gives a fuck about you. But you. So you have to know the real deal. No sugar. Bad. Carbs. Bad. <laughs> Marijuana. Bad. Liquor. Bad. Shout out editing. Uh, when I say that, it's, it's the same as saying life is such a struggle and people are working against you. Your government works against you. The pharmaceutical companies want you sick. They make money because you get sick. And doctors would not exist if everybody was healthy. Literally. That's how it should work. Everybody should stay I think healthy. doctors would still exist. People just get sick for no reason. 
Very few. Most people are self-inflicted. I, don't I would bet. I would bet 80% of problems are caused by by the food you eat, by the obesity, Listen, it, those, it, heart those, attacks. Those numbers are wild. Heart attacks. Just unchecked. Heart, you just hardening throw of numbers. the arteries. Why do you just throw numbers? Your out liver. There? Your kid. Because that's how you get fucked up. You eat the wrong shit. You overindulge. What about the kids that just get cancer at like six? You think it's well, from the different. sugar that we're eating? I don't know. I actually don't know. Listen, here's what I do know. If they wanted to solve cancer, they would do it in a hot second. But there's trillions. You think, in, you think it's that easy to just solve cancer? I think they have it solved, but the people in charge don't want to do it because trillions of dollars to lose. There won't be any cancer drugs. There won't be any hospitals for cancer. Absolutely. I believe. What do they do with the guy who, who finds the cure? They just kill him? That's what you're saying? They pay him off. Yeah, but what if someone doesn't accept money? Then they kill him. Then they kill him. Absolutely. Okay. If you really This is crazy. But if you you've, really you ventured into the deep. If you really know You're real what, fucking deep. If you really know what this goes on. This rabbit hole went way too deep. If you really know what goes on, it would be psycho. But I don't really know. I'm not I'm not in that crowd. I'm not in there. I'm one of the rats. I'm I'm chasing. I'm on the I'm on the fucking cylinder. I'm just running. I'm running. I'm on running. the hamster wheel? Is yeah, that that's saying? that's life. People, people that are in charge laugh. They love people dying. They love people having problems. It's distracting on the real world. Everybody doesn't know what goes on. That's how it works. All right. That's, in, that's it for this section. We're going now to sports. Let's talk sports. All right, Alex. How the fuck did the Celtics just choke away? They were supposed to no, be no, the no, NBA they didn't Finals. Choke. They didn't choke. Okay. They should have got beat by the 76ers. They played like trash. Honestly, the the they went six versus the Hawks, who never should have been there in the first place. They never got it together. They weren't a good team. They went six. They went seven versus the 76ers, and Harden and Embiid choked game six and game seven, and like epically choked game seven. Then they went to the conference finals, and they played the Miami Heat, who were an eight seed that should have never been there. The Bucks choked in the first round epically, in epic fashion, and the coach got fired for it. Um, they went on to the second round, and they beat the New York Knicks, who, I mean, let's be honest here, I, I don't know how Coach Tom Thibodeau has a job. I think he's one of the worst coaches, one of the worst and overrated coaches I've ever seen, and I don't know why he still gets credit. Everyone talks about how bad of a coaching job every other coach has done. Tom Thibodeau just gets a slide. I don't understand why. I'll still never understand it, but he, he somehow gets it. Um, they get to the finals. They play a Miami Heat team who is an eight seed. Not only are they an eight seed, they have one of their best players, Tyler Hero, who's been out during this whole run. They got Oladipo, who is a bench player, solid role player off the bench, hurt too. So this is a injured eight seed. And they got into a hole where they were down 3-0. For some reason, they can't perform at home. The Boston Garden is no longer, I mean, like. No advantage. I'm going to be honest. I don't know if there's home, home. There is no more home advantage in any sport. There just isn't. I, I don't think there, I don't think it exists anymore. Barring, barring Denver Nuggets. Because of the altitude. I think that there's some intangibles like playing in Denver, playing in that altitude, it's, it's a different beast, and it's shown because Denver's undefeated during the playoffs, and I think they're going to be undefeated the whole playoffs because, I mean, the the Nuggets are what people thought the Celtics were. 
Like the Nuggets are that one seed who really have dominated from the start of the regular season to the postseason. They've really had no hiccups. The only time they've lost is when Devin Booker and Kevin Durant just go nuclear. Um, I mean, they're they're just incredible. But how the Celtics lost was because Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are frauds. That's that's basically what it it chalks up to. There was a point in that game where the Heat had seven turnovers and Jalen Brown had eight turnovers. I mean, Jalen Brown is one of those guys that I mean, this team is talked about like when they for the last five years they've been talking about how how many championships they're going to win. They've never won one, and I don't think with this core they will. I mean, you could say that Tatum hurt his ankle on the first play of the game and he did twist it, but where where was Jalen Brown? Where was uh, Marcus Smart? Where was Malcolm Brogdon? Where was anybody besides Derek White? Derek White's the only player that showed up. I mean, first of all, without Derek White, you don't even get to Game Seven. He get you know to inbound that ball, follow the shot, and get that layup with point one. Uh, that's one of the most incredible shots that will now be forgotten. To have that shot, like. To, to win a game that you never should have won. Well, first of all, they choked that game away. They should have won comfortably. They just can't close. They can never close. Not They couldn't close versus the 76ers, couldn't close versus the Hawks, couldn't close versus the Heat, and epically fucking got destroyed in Game 7. But to get a game like that in Game 6 where you had a controlling lead for 90% of the game, you choke it away in the last fucking five minutes, and then you're down... One, because you fouled Jimmy Butler on a three with two seconds left or three seconds left. Um, and then pull off that win with that point one second tip off the miss. You have to win game six. You're home. Game seven. You got to win game seven. You're home. You're against an eight seed. I mean, uh, listen, just give, give Spolstra his flowers. That's all I can say. He's one of, if not the greatest coach ever in the NBA. I put him like, like Phil Jackson Phil Jackson had fucking Jordan. Phil Jackson had Kobe and Shaq. Like Greg Popovich had the the Duncan, the Ginobili, the Tony Parker, the Kawhi Leonard. I mean, they have elite squads. We're talking about a fucking team here that has Jimmy Butler, Caleb Martin, Gabe Vincent, Max Struess, Duncan Robinson, Bam Adebayo, who Bam Adebayo, let's let's be honest here, he's a fucking hot pile of garbage. I mean, I've never seen a guy get so many, even during that game when they were up, there was a couple stretches where they were up 15 and they would just feed Bam in the post. And he would either A, turn it over, B, throw up this disgusting shot, C, brick a layup, or just just look inept and they would just keep feeding him. And you have Caleb Martin looking like the second coming of Michael Jordan, hitting fucking step back. He looked like prime Kobe. He had a couple of moves where he was on the baseline, put his back, spun, fadeaway jumper. It was if if you just saw a silhouette, you would just be like, "Well, that's Kobe." Like if anyone who watches basketball and if you've ever seen Kobe do his fadeaway patented spin fadeaway to the bucket, that was Kobe. Like Caleb Martin, I mean, I know Jimmy Butler won the Eastern Conference MVP. He didn't deserve that. I mean, he was he was great, but what Caleb Martin did as far as he was shooting, like, I think he shot 60% from the field. I mean, Jimmy Butler had a couple games where he was like three for 20. So, I mean, th- that that series definitely was decided by Caleb Martin. He, the kid's an all-star. Like, the kid's a stud. 
for the amount of touches, there there was there was no plays ran through him. It was pretty much like if he got the ball, he was shooting, and he was he was like nine for thirteen at one point. I don't know what he ended up the game, but he he made defensive play after defensive play, got boards, hit buckets, timely buckets, and I mean he was the best player on the court. Even though Jimmy had more points than him at the end, he had a couple breakaway layups, he had a couple free throws down the stretch, but they won because Spolstra outcoached. Uh, Missoula and it wasn't really close because th- that series should have never been close. The roster construction and just if you go down the list, every player they they're they're better everywhere. They have a better starting five. They have a better you know. I mean they don't really have a point guard. I think that's the biggest flaw of Boston. Like when Tatum hurt himself and they couldn't run through Tatum and he could barely fucking run. I mean he's wincing on every step. If Jalen Brown has to run the offense. He got exposed last year in the playoffs versus the Heat, turning over the ball at will, um, and he did it again this year. He he he's not his dribble package is just, I mean it's it's weak. He does that spin move and he gets it, how many times does the ball get tapped out? Lowry just reads him like a book, like lets him get beat like purposely and then pokes it out, or he dribbles it off his foot, or just ugly basketball. I don't know. They they got embarrassed. That's one of the biggest. I I, I think it's. I think it's better than getting swept because it gave Boston like Boston was reeling from the Bruins, obviously getting upset in the first round. I mean, that was a collapse of epic proportion. And then you get to this Eastern conference finals after destroying the 76ers, you're at all time high. You think you're coasting into the finals. You're already booking fucking plane tickets to Denver or not even Denver. You're going to have home home advantage because you have a better record. So you're just thinking about the finals at that point. You go down three Oh and the body language, they just didn't want it. Like it was just, it was just weak basketball. They should have never lost a game. I'm going to be honest. They shouldn't lose a game. Like if you look at that roster, I don't give a fuck if you have Spolstra's coaching. Like it, you're just better everywhere. You're supposed to beat this team in four or five. I mean, maybe six, but to lose three straight was embarrassing. But then to get that game four, to get game five, to get that miracle game six win, and then lose, that's like ripping out your heart. Because you gave them all the hope back. You thought you're going to the finals again. And uh, now you're fucking golfing. So, so now, do you fire the Boston coach? I think you should have never fired Ime Adoka. I think that, that story, how it got out is... Uh, it's almost a, criminal. I mean, listen. You, listen, to you could say that their whole season was fucked from Jump Street. You could say that that firing... Although Missoula, he, you know, he did a good job, but like, like I said, that team from top to bottom is so good that I don't, I don't know how much a coach actually helps. Like, I don't know if Joe Missoula is a good coach. Like you put him on the heat. Like if you put Spolstra on the fucking Celtics and then you put Missoula on the heat, they never win a game. There's not one game one. Like I, I, I could confidently, like they're not better ever anywhere. Like they just aren't. Like Jimmy Butler, yeah, he plays with a lot of grit. Yeah, he's he had an amazing postseason. He did not play well in the Eastern Conference Finals at all. Like Game Seven was his best game, I would say, but it wasn't like he he didn't carry them like he did the first two rounds. He didn't play like he did versus the Bucks. Even even versus the Knicks, he was teetering. Like he was, uh, you know, he was playing great, but you know, a lot of it was getting fouls. It, it seemed like after Game Three, they adjusted. They they knew how to play Jimmy Butler. They weren't he wasn't getting to the line as much. They had you know they had the game plan set, and then they just fucking collapsed. 
and they couldn't hit a three to save their life. And they just kept chucking threes. Like, I, I mean, there has to be a point. I think at one point they were like, Oh, for 12, one for 13 from three. It was something ridiculous. And they were just, they just continued to shoot. I don't know. Maybe, maybe at some point just change up the game plan. Like let's stop shooting threes and let's fucking drive. Let's do something. I don't know. You have Robert Williams that you could throw any lob. He could catch it and he's dunking over Bam Adebayo and there's really nothing he could do. So I don't know. It's almost like the Knicks with Mitchell Robinson. You have a guy that you throw lobs to and it's an instant dunk and they just don't utilize it. It's like, let's forget we have this advantage and not use it. So yeah. Now the the Nuggets I think open four ten, and then they got back down to three sixty, which it is right now four eighty. Oh, it went up again now. It's at four eighty right now. So I saw it. So it went four ten to three sixty. Now it's up to four eighty. Four eighty. Wow, money came in hard on the Nuggets. I I don't think I I'm gonna be honest that even Nick, with Tyler Hero being able to play in, in uh, listen, the third game. Listen, if Tyler Hero was anywhere ready, he would have played game seven. He could be ready. And they might, you know, you can't tell me that there's two days where he's going to be finals ready. Like, I don't think a, a player could come off a 16-game stretch and go into the regular season without a severe minutes restriction. Like, you don't miss 16 games and then just come and you're just into the lineup and you're back to start. Like, you, you first of all, to get to an NBA playing level, it takes, you know, I would say it takes a couple of weeks to re- get back in. So to, to just throw them into the finals where you're in an eight and a half point dog anyway, the team's so much better than you. They said game three. So it'll be the first home game for Miami, even if they're down to nothing. I mean, even if I, I think, you know, in my opinion, I don't, I think it's a sweep. You think, you think it's a sweep? Well, yeah. you said that you said the you said the Nuggets would sweep the Lakers. Yeah. And they did. I mean, I just, I listen, LeBron, I've never seen a, I mean, first of all, fuck a 38-year-old. That that stretch, that first half by LeBron, what, he scored 31 in the first half? Unbelievable. I mean, to do that at 38, I mean, Anthony Davis should be taken outside and beaten. I mean, to let that, to let that, you have to win that game. Right. He has to come, he has to have the second half that LeBron had the first half. Fuck, fuck, do something. Yeah. You got to win that game. Like, you can't let the guy, I mean, and then it's it's wild how, there's certain superstars like Jason Tatum gets off with murder. I mean, the first two rounds, he couldn't put together a fucking full game once besides game seven versus Philadelphia. He didn't put down, like, he just can't play a complete game. I mean, he would starve the game fucking over seven, couldn't hit the broadside of a barn, and, like, people give him a pass. LeBron, in a closeout game, scores 31 in one half. And has a, an insane fucking should have had a forty point triple double if his teammates could hit any open shot. There was like six AD layups where, listen, I'm gonna be honest. He's fucking. He's like seven feet tall and has a wingspan of like nine feet. He gets fouled and misses layups. Like, listen, when you foul, if you if you fouled Shaq the way AD gets fouled sometimes going to the hole, Shaq's dunking in your face. Like unless you're tackling him or putting your body on the line. AD gets fouled and like he just flails and like throws up bullshit. Like finish through contact once. I was pissed that LeBron ended with the nine assists because he should have had the 50, 40 point triple double and didn't. 
And all people are doing is all they do is piss on him. AD gets a pass. That's why he said, fuck it. I'm going to retire because he just wants to stick it up everybody's ass and just say, fuck you. You I think there's me. I think I think it's controlling the narrative a little bit. hundred percent. I think, you know, no one's talking. Listen, no one's talking about how they got swept. They're just talking about how he's retiring. Correct. They're talking about the implications of his contract. If he retires, no one's mentioning the fact that he got swept. He's brilliant. And no one mentions how good the Denver Nuggets are. I mean, they just Mike Malone is oh, getting pissed off. Listen, he's, he's fuck, and he was right. He the, was pissed. He was right. Like the way that he could win is Mike Malone might have a brain aneurysm <laughs> because over the last like week, all they've been talking about is Jimmy Butler. They've been talking about this Eastern Conference Finals or LeBron retiring. People forgot that the Nuggets were in the finals. Like they saw that the Heat won, and then they remembered, oh yeah, the team that swept LeBron. Like no, no one's talking about the Nuggets. Like I've never seen a team dominate a postseason to this extent and have a player. Also, the the glaring difference in just how the narrative of Jokic's first two MVPs and how he got blamed for not not uh, producing in the playoffs, which just was a lie. I mean, you could go back and look at the numbers. He performed. I mean, he shows up every fucking night, and he's the best player on the court every night by far. I mean, even when LeBron was doing what LeBron was doing, I mean, Jokic, they were winning. Because of Jokic, you know, like he, he just is the best player on the court. And, uh, everyone said he couldn't perform. He had no fucking starters last year in the playoffs. Two years ago, I think, uh, that was when Murray got hurt. Um, and now they're finally healthy and look at them. They're in the finals and they, they just swept LeBron four straight. So I would say that, which is almost impossible to believe. What do you mean? LeBron's getting swept. That doesn't happen. Almost impossible. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. He, he doesn't get swept. Was. That's impossible to believe. Especially when he scores 31 and a half. At the half. I mean, come on. Stop. At the fucking half. That's crazy. But crazy. Joel, bottom line is Joel Embiid is the the biggest fraud MVP of all time. And the Kendrick Perkins narrative of the only reason he won is because he's white. That was like the month, the last month. And like Jokic did like kind of mail it in. But I still think that like, you know, you can't look at this postseason and say that Joel Embiid deserved the MVP when he just didn't show up once in the playoffs. Not one game. Now, he never had a signature game where you're like, wow. He scored 30 that one night, but it was like Harden had like 25 and like, I don't know, a ton of assists. It was like a they both well, had a monster. Had two games. He had the two 40-plus games. That, those were signatures. That he was won them. The, he won them those games. Single-handedly. Right. Yeah, so I don't know. Yeah. So you think Denver Denver is uh, it should be that big of a favorite? I mean, I, I would say that. I would say 480. Like if you're talking, you put four hundred eighty thousand, and you're getting back a hundred. I mean, I think that's pretty good odds. Twenty five percent on your money. Yeah, I, I don't know where you're making that much money. Like if you had a, if you had millions of dollars, I don't. I mean, like barring a plane crash, like a We Are Marshall situation, I would say a four eighty seems pretty fucking light. Mm, I like it. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Stanley Cup. Um. Listen, I, I've never seen the Panthers play so good and got swept. I mean, you can't stop. I mean, uh, excuse me, uh, the Hurricanes. I can't believe the Hurricanes got swept. They played so good against the Panthers, but the Panthers' goaltender was just unconscious, stopped everything. So I'm stunned at that. And uh, I'm, not, I'm not surprised that Vegas beat Dallas. Not surprised. Um, my heart... Now wants to be on Florida. Uh, my head is probably going to be on Vegas. 
Listen, I gave out Vegas because yeah, I did. saw one game. No, you did. When you, did you know I saw the goalie, the Aiden Hill kid? Oh, really? You told me that, that. was the, yeah. the. I didn't know he was the backup. That was the greatest goalie performance I've ever seen. So I said they were going to win. Right. So the one sport I don't watch, that's the I pick up. That's that's the only finals I have. <laughs> so that's it. Just so that's it's, the... it's going to be amazing. Florida Vegas is going to be unbelievable. I mean, if you love hockey, you have to love and the Stanley Cup and all the playoffs have been just absolutely incredible, just unbelievable hockey. Nothing's better than playoff hockey. So uh, I'm not going to be betting big on it at all. I might just use opinions on it or just root for it. But uh, you know, my heart's with Vegas. I mean, my heart's with Florida now. Yo, fuck that. You can't say that. We we're rooting for Vegas on the pot. You like okay. what do you mean? That's right, a future. That could be the only future that ever hits in the history of this podcast. <laughs> I came close with a couple, but that's the only one. And right. that's that's fucking. We're in there. That's that's the best odds. We're we're actually a favorite going into the finals. How could you? You don't fuck me here. Who is who is uh who is home ice? Vegas does. Vegas does. Yeah. Okay. Game one and two are there. Okay. Seven hundred get in. It's not bad. Seven hundred get in. Yeah. Now, uh, when do you leave for Vegas? I go on uh, tomorrow. Oh. oh, well, when this comes out, I'll be there. Right. Okay, very nice. And and uh, you're going to be there for close to three weeks? Yep. Uh, and now, is the World Series of Poker that, or it's just poker events? Yeah, World Series of Poker, yeah. Oh, very nice. Very exciting. Why did you say that like a question mark? Well, I don't know. I mean, you go, you go a lot to Vegas, and it's not the World Series of Poker all the time, right? No, it's during the summer. It's every year at the same time. Oh, okay. End so, of May. Right. Through... Like mid July. I remember when Moneymaker won and put poker on the map. That then after that, every motherfucker alive thought that they could fucking play poker and win the World Series of Poker. What do you mean? Because he did it. Because he did it. Yeah. I mean, he literally did it in front of everyone. I mean, the guy with no cards bluffed and just kept fucking winning and just got cards out his ass on the river. He got. I mean, that was that might have been the greatest thing ever for poker. Oh, what do you mean? Yeah. Like if, if it was rigged, it's the greatest story to rig. Of Why all time. have people said it's rigged? I'm just saying like the, the guy named moneymaker wins the main event off a, he also satellited in, which is, so it's a $10,000 entry fee. He got in for like, I forgot how much he, he, he won like a $47 tournament to get the seat for the 10,000. So he turned like $47 into like 9 million. Yeah. Whatever he won. 8 million, 9 million. Now has he had a career after that? Yeah. I mean, once you win 8 million, you're, you're pretty set. No, but no. Yeah, but he's what been, I'm saying yes. is so, but he is a solid player. Correct. Plus he's also like an ambassador. So, you know, I'm sure he could, you know, nowadays with, um, I don't know if he sells, sells action. I'm going to be honest. I don't, I don't actually know, but most poker players, if you have a name and you have a following, you could, people could buy pieces for you for a markup. It's called, so you could buy like one point. Almost like you're a stock. Yeah. Like you, you pay 1.2 to one. I mean, you could even go up to like for the main event, you could go like 1.5, you know, some people even go fucking crazier. So like you're buying, you're paying whatever it is, whatever your markup is to 1%. So you could sell fucking 10% and get 15% of money or whatever. Some people sell half their action. So if you're selling at you know 1.5 for 50 percent of your your roll, you're you're almost free rolling the or you know free rolling the event. That's a good deal. Yeah, some people do that. Some I like that. Say, yeah, I like that a lot. That's exciting. And then uh, baseball's too early really to talk about right now. Who the fuck knows? Mets suck. 
Yankees, you know, listen, we got to give props to the greatest baseball player. He ended up winning $2.5 million. I thought it was winning. Oh, it was $2.5. Well, you know, then it was equivalent to $9 million now because now the winner gets $9 million, So it's really the same fucking thing. And he's the reason it's so big right now. He's the, I mean, God only knows how many people he literally brought in because he was a basic, what was he, an accountant, I think. I think that's what he did for a living. Um, and on the on the tracking, that's his first tournament score, live tournament score, ever. Yeah, ever. Well, I mean, I don't know if he no history, no nothing. He just banged it out. That was the first time. Yeah, and that'll never happen again. Uh yeah, probably not. Never, never, ever, ever. So let I mean, with baseball right now, we have to just simply give props to Aaron Judge, arguably the greatest player I've ever seen in my fucking life. I mean, he's a fucking monster. I mean, hits two home runs last night. And, yeah, what, what was and, the stat yesterday? Thirty multi home run game. Oh, it's something it, stupid. It's unbelievable. Look, not a, but but he's playing great in the field. He's a great leader. He's a great ambassador. He looks great. He looks like a gentle giant. And uh, the God. only the only thing that could ruin his career is if they check his basement and he has like forty bodies that he murdered people. <laughs> like just he's just like Dexter, such a good guy, such a yeah, cl- but like signs autographs constantly. What do you with, think his vice is? He's got to have something. You can't be this perfect. The only athlete. Derek that, Jeter was pretty perfect. No, he was not. He was fucking whores and giving them gift baskets to make yeah, them sign Yeah, but we didn't know about NDAs. that until after the yeah, fact. Yeah, so he wasn't perfect. Well, we might find out a lot about, about Aaron, Aaron Judge. You think Aaron, his, you think Aaron Judge his... is fucking. No, you can't do that. You can't do what Jeter did nowadays. Oh, I guess that's true. It'd be, it'd be, it'd be exposed. Because you would just sell it to like TMZ or like some podcast. Right. That, I just want. Let me just get back to one thing again about LeBron. That's the thing about LeBron. No, he's the only athlete. He's never had a parking ticket. No, no, no. It's, it's The motherfucker's never had a parking ticket, and he's hated by three-quarters of America. But he has and no... Jordan home. was a complete scumbag. Oh, he's the worst and beloved. His, his, but that just shows you. His, people love villains. They love it. 100%. You can't... Like, that's the Absolutely. perfect example. Absolutely. His, his if you judge teammates moral, hate him. <laughs> if you judge... Hate, they if, hated Michael Jordan. His teammates. Yeah, everybody hated him. It's amazing he's so well-liked. I mean, he's... Because the careers are like, I mean, LeBron's better statistically. Yeah, absolutely. longevity. No two ways about it. He might not have the six and zero finals. No, he'll never have that. But, but that's not. That's but not also, it. Michael Jordan, he got bounced from the first round like what four or five times yeah, before absolutely. he got Scottie Pippen. Right, right. Like he never did shit alone. Right. I listen a couple of days ago. Pippen said he wasn't a great player. He Who, was LeBron. He was a sh- no, he said Michael. Or Pippen Michael said Jordan. Michael's a shit player I mean. until I got there. What do you mean? And and you can't say he's wrong. I mean, that's wrong. a little wild, but... You can't, no, look at the numbers. Well, he's still a lead league in scoring the second year. He had 37 points. That's right. I mean, well, he got never, hurt, won but... it, never won a playoff series no. until Scottie Pippen got there. So, I mean, Scottie Pippen saying that, you can't say no, he's fucking not, wrong. Not terribly wrong. All right, folks, we're back June 20th uh, with our next podcast. Uh, please like and subscribe and comment. Spread the word to everyone about the podcast. Me and Alex do a really good job here. As you know, we're entertaining. We make you laugh. We do a lot of shock value. We give you some substance and we have a lot of fun. Uh, It's an honor to do a podcast with my son. So it's great. And it's father-son action here. Uh, Get over to BeLikeStu.com. Father's Day is coming up. Buy Father's Day merch. Buy all my merch for your father. Buy all my merch for your friends. Buy all my merch for yourself at BeLikeStu.com. And uh, pool shout-outs, any shout-outs. I'm the greatest shouter in the world. I shout you out. I'm the number one shout-out individual in the world. Doesn't matter the subject. I'll do the best job possible. I'll make you laugh. 
Everybody, after I do a shout-out for him, says, Stu, that was amazing. Stu, that was amazing. And it's the reason I cannot walk out the street to go anywhere, whether it's to buy a cup of coffee, get a pair of pants, sporting event with. They say, Stu, I love you. Stu, thank you. Stu, I love you. Stu, thank you. Very rarely do you get that much love from everyone, okay? Be like Stu.com at the shout-outs. Buy my merch. And if you want my picks, StuFinder.com. 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 Ready to roll. Ready to roll. Back with you June 20th. Happy Father's Day to your father. Ready to roll.